for the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all! Your mum's a bearded ogre and your father's a trog! Welcome back to the Cozy Cottage Gaming Podcast. This is episode seven, and this is a Warcraft Wontons episode number two. It is June 6, 29, 29th of June in the year 2022. Welcome back to the Cozy Cottage, the place where cozy gaming chat and more occurs. It is so nice for you to stop by. I am your host, Horena. And if you want to join in on the conversation and not just listen to the conversation, you can head to Twitter and tweet or DM the show at the underscore Cozy Cottage. You can email the show at HeranasCozyCottage at gmail.com. You can go to the website at CozyCottageGaming.com. You'll find a place to leave a voicemail and have played on the show. You can, you know, check out my past episodes, check out how to get a hold of past guests and future guests and all the show notes. And then you can also go to my dusty Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash cozy underscore Horena. It is so nice for you to stop by for a chat. So please make yourself at home, grab a cuppa, and let's chat about Warcraft. In this episode, I'm going to be serving up those Warcraft wontons. This is the perfect episode for Azerothians who are hungry for a more filling Warcraft-inspired meal with a WoW Classic side salad that is also included. Let's get started. All right, let's dive into some World of Warcraft news. In order to increase the number of employees working on its massive multiplayer online role-playing game, Warcraft Blizzard Entertainment says it intends to buy Spellbreak, creator proletariat. This came out today and they're, they're intending to buy it. You know, they're getting a hold of it with the intent to purchase it. Proletariat is a Boston-based company that will join Blizzard as part of the agreement and its 100 employees. They will start working on World of Warcraft, including the Dragonflight expansion that will be released later this year. It will be dusk when Spellbreak, a combat royale game in which witches and wizards cast spells at one another begins. The business release this information yesterday so oh i heard about today i guess it was released yesterday and the decision represents the largest acquisition blizzard has made to grow its studios at least over the pen the past 10 years for world of warcraft the goal is to increase staffing in order to meet the expansion quality and timeline targets there is no disclosure yet of the transactions terms in order to concentrate on the diablo franchise vicarious visions a longtime activision unit was incorporated into blizzard in january of 2021 by activision blizzard blizzard's parent corporation Blizzard hasn't been especially 
acquisitive, acquisitive, though the only one we can think of was the 2005 purchase of the Swinging Ape. Rather, before settling with Activision Blizzard in 2008, Blizzard itself was actually moved around quite a bit in its early years. Proletariat has been working with Blizzard since this May, so it's, you know, been going on behind the scenes. We're just starting to hear about it. According to Mike Ibera, which is the president of Blizzard Entertainment, we are placing, he says, we are placing... I'll do my best mic impression, which is just me lowering my voice like this. We are placing players at the forefront of everything we do, and we are working hard to both meet and exceed their expectations. Taking care of our teams is an essential component of caring for our players. We must ensure that we have the resources to create experiences that our communities will like while allowing our teams the freedom to pursue even more creative avenues within their projects in order to assist Blizzard's goal of providing users with high quality content more frequently, proletariat is a natural fit. So Blizzard's decision to do this at a time when its parent company, Activision Blizzard, is being acquired by Microsoft for $68.5 billion is seen by some as potentially problematic, you know, so uh, additionally, the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing is currently looking into Blizzard Entertainment as part of the significant sexual harassment discrimination complaint that has been made against Activision Blizzard. And as you perceive presumably already know World of Warcraft players because we are them are we are described as a voracious consumers of content because we eat the content up at a fast rate which I think is cool that they're bringing in extra help you know they're not just letting us starve they're like oh we really have to you know up our game so I appreciate that so Uh, We've learned as, or we have learned over the past year that we need to expand the quality. Well, they're saying that they've learned. We already know they need to expand the quantity of material that that, uh, they need to produce. But now it's cool that they are learning that over the past year that they, which is weird. I know I just keep stopping in the middle of the, the paragraph. But did they just really learn this over the past year? I feel like this has always been the way we've been. But they say, we've learned over the past year that we need to expand the quantity of material we can produce and the regularity in which we deliver it to our players. Duh. Duh. Thanks for catching up. Thanks. (laughs) The business began looking for alternatives outside of expanding its internal studio toward the end of the last year. Proletariat is a well-known game studio and it was on the short list when it was looked for, you know, for outside personal partners. So, um, High stated, I spoke with Seth for the first time back in December. I found him to be incredibly impressive. The group then received the impression that he shared many of their ideals and was quite acknowledgeable about World Warcraft. The group might produce stylish artwork, which is something we can do, and work in the medieval fantasy genre, which we adore. They had also a sizable fan base. This, our decision, started there. 
So Civic claimed that the business was also considering its options. He claimed that the group recognized the chance to develop as a studio and that working on World of Warcraft will help them achieve their goal of producing fantastic multiplayer games. In the past few months, they have began to speak with greater seriousness. According to High, the industry's consolidation is presenting Blizzard with some intriguing options because it is now has it now has the studios working on WoW on both coasts and the opportunity to access fresh talent pools. Of course, the epidemic has made it more difficult in some ways to hire workers and proletariat isn't yet employed at the Boston office. Blizzard itself offers choices such as intermittent workforce um, in being allowed to work in the office so and out of the office so they're not you know tied to having to be at the brick and mortar location they're actually quite pleased about the chance to give the players more access to world of warcraft and to azeroth according to civic high also pointed out that the business has shipped a number of expansions while using a remote workforce so it has choices for a more hybrid environment industry veterans from I Insomniac is like Isomniac. Insomniac, Harmonix, and Turbine launched Proletariat in 2012. Former main designers of Lord of the Rings Online, Dungeons and Dragons Online, and Asheron's Call are just among the members, a few of the members of the team who actually have expertise creating MMORPGs. The crew at Proletariat has been running live games for almost 10 years, and Spellbreak, which is a cross-platform action spell-casting battle royale game, was just released in the fall of 2020. Alright, in case you already did not know, which I don't know how you could play World of Warcraft and not know, but in that case, here now you know that they released the Dragonflight for pre-purchase. That's the upcoming World of Warcraft expansion, Dragonflight. And you don't have to wait to get your goodies. You can pre-purchase the game that we really don't know too much about yet. But I do know you can get all the goodies in the game right now. And as long as, this is what they, they say, as long as dormant forces begun to stir in the sacred homeland, the dragons of Azeroth, at times both allies and adversaries, can now buy the pre-purchase. Just, just let you know. <laughs> so we can join forces with the dragon flights of Azeroth as they return to the Dragon Isles, a lost realm of magic and wonder. There awaits the Drakthir evokers, an all-new playable race in a class of humanoid dragonkin who stand ready to join the ranks of the Horde and the Alliance. The Dragonflight is now available for pre-purchase in three digital editions, base, base, heroic, and epic. So, the base edition is $49.99 US dollars, and it includes the expansive Dragonflight experience in a Drax pet as a pre-purchase bonus item. And the Heroic Edition has for $69.99 US dollars, it has the expansive Dragonflight experience, and the Mercastraza pet 
a Tangled Dreamweaver mount, and a Dragonflight level 60 character boost, and a Drax pet. And that is as a pre-purchase bonus item. And the Epic Edition contents includes for $89.99 US dollars, all of the content from the Heroic Edition, plus Wings of an Awakening, which is a back slot with five color variants. And I've actually seen some trash being talked. They're like, that looks horrible. It looks like claymation. And I can't say, I mean, I, I don't have one to tell you my personal experience because I'm waiting to purchase the expansions because I'm like, it's not like it's going anywhere, right? So I'm just waiting because that's what I do. And um, I, if I do pull the, you know, the trigger on it, I guess I will be doing maybe the heroic, but I don't know. I might go all the way and get the, the epic. I haven't decided. And then, that doesn't stop there. I might, just depending on, uh, I might get the collectors because the collector looks pretty amazing too. I'll tell you more about that in a second. I don't know. I want all the things. So, um, the Dragonflight expansion includes the ability to discover the Dragon Isles, uh, the new race and class combo, and I think we all know all about that. You know, we get to play as dragons, as the Drakthir, and uh, we can soar through the skies with our dragon riding, and then we're going to have the new talent system, which is a whole overhaul that we'll be able to make more creative and flavorful talent choices. And the new profession system updates, which has a lot of crafters excited. But like I said, we're only going on, you know, the little bit that we've been shared. Hopefully there'll be, you know, some um, alpha testing maybe in our future. So there's also a new HUD UI that will let us um, have to see a more fully updated and customizable uh, heads up display. And the user interface has been created with more of a contemporary display in mind. And then um, you can get the Dragonflight Collector's Edition for, I want to say it was like 130 bucks. Where, why didn't I put the price in here? Apparently, I put no price in here. <laughs> Let me pause. I'll be right back. All right, I guessed correctly. The Dragonflight Epic Edition Collector Set is at the blizzardgear.blizzard.com. You can buy it so you can have that physical that physical edition for $129.99 US dollars. And but this, if you're gonna get it, you might want to get it now because there are limited quantities with the physical item. So this item is excluded from discount codes and other offers. It is a pre-order item and it will be available to ship by December 31st, 2022, which is why everybody knows or is assuming because they put that date on the Dragonflight Epic Edition Collector set, they're like, oh, well then, the game is definitely being released and launched before 2023, so everybody's really excited about that, but that's all we're going on right now is the fact that it will be available to ship by December 31st, 2022. So in this, you will get the World of Warcraft Dragonflight Epic Edition Game Key, the Art of the Dragonflight Hardback Art Book. How amazing is that? I love, yeah, I love books. And Alexstrasza Mouse Pad, the Dragonflight 5 Pin Collector Set. Love the pins. 
Epic Edition in-game content, a Dragonflight level character boost, Wings of the Awakened, the Tangled Dream Weaver Mount, the Murkastraza Pet and Drax Pet, the Diadem of the Spellkeeper, the Time Walker's Hearthstone Effect, and the 30 Days of Game Time. So that is quite exciting, and it is it's a beautiful uh, case that it comes in. It's really awesome. So I put a link to that now in the show notes and a picture of all the stuff that you get in it. Moving on, we have uh, Blizzard is also having their summer sale and it goes till July 4th. So stop in to the us.shop.battle.net or whatever country you're in and access the Battle.net store so you can see they have up to 67% off all of the Blizzard, different Blizzard titles has sales for you until July 4th. I'm not going to list them all because there's hundreds. <laughs> we all across all of their titles. I'm not diving into that. But I will let you know where you can get a sale to, well, not really even a sale because it's free. That's the best sale ever, right? Blizzard is teaming up with Amazon Prime Gaming for a special offer. For a limited time, Prime Gaming subscribers can get up to three transmog helms for World of Warcraft, returning straight from the Blizzard archive, the Blazing Jewel of the Fire Lord, the Somberhood of the Hungering Darkness, and the Frosty Crown of Eternal Winter. So offer number one is the Jewel of the Fire Lord. You can have to claim that by July 26, 2022 to receive that transmog helm and game. The offer number two is the Hood of the Hungering Darkness and that is going to be available July 27th and you will need to claim that by August 23rd to receive the transmog helm. And the offer number three, Crown of the Eternal Winter, is available uh, for you to get uh, August 24th and you need to claim that by September 20th 2022 to receive that transmog help in game and once you claim that offer you all you have to do is log into World of Warcraft and visit your favorite transmogrifier in any major city like the Warp Weaver Dushar in the org in org or the Warp Weaver Hesham in Stormwind and then you will look for your new helm transmogs in the appearances tab of your collection and then you just apply your freshly obtained helm to the look of your character. Starting today until July 26th, the prime, well, so this is an older post, so I'm not going to tell you about that because um, right now you have to claim, oh, wait, I'm, I'm zooming ahead. It's June. Dirt It's not. <laughs> ah, erase that. All right. So right now, starting today until July 26th, not June 26th, July 26th, 2022, Prime Gaming members can heat things up when they claim these, uh, these blazing jewel of the Fire Lord. So there we go. And now that I botched that news up, we're gonna, <laughs> I'm going to uh, jump into the new batch of hotfixes for Retail WoW that have been released on June 28th. Okay, that was yesterday. I do know what month it is now. It is June and yep. So um, right now there was not a huge list of hotfixes, so I will share them with you. But in the future, if it's a little crazy long list, I'm not. I just tell you to go look there. So for classes, they're only fixing my most favorite class, the Hunter. Um, they're fixing an issue that caused the auto shot to be cast when targeting a Sepulchre of the First Ones boss with left mouse button after being resurrected. 
and for some fixes with items and rewards category the tangled dreamweaver mount now has an animation with taking flight and for pvp players they fixed an issue where if a player was invited to a cross faction party while in a pvp match they would become hostile to their teammates <laughs> why that sounds hilarious that sounds like fun all right and further pvp now that we're talking about that um you can jump into the week's pvp brawl which is the arathi blizzard and it is the frozen arathi blizzard resource race put away your bathing suit pull out your parka and enter a winter wonderland as the wraithy basin you know and love gets a fresh coat of ice and snow you'll be racing your way between the farm stables mine lumber yard and blacksmith through piles of snow and over a mostly frozen lake one more thing the weather forecast calls for a bit of fog of war we hope you're prepared for the weather and this will be running july july here i'm doing it again june 28th to july 5th 2022 now we're moving into some community pulse about some Warcraft. I picked out a topic off the forums that I thought it would be interesting to share. Let's, let's see what I picked out. Uh, wh wh what's that over there? Oh, it looks like a, a side quest. Oh, I love side quests. They always get me off on some goose chase. I love them too, they're so much fun, and not productive whatsoever. That sounds fantastic, let's go check it out. Alright, for the Community Pulse, I went to the Warcraft forums, the general forums, and I wanted to share this topic. It was posted by Arctic Skull a 60 worgen druid and they titled their forum post want to end toxicity and the go 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 mentality in dungeons and that like i said was in the general discussion and i was shared some of the replies that kind of cover the topic from different points of view because i find that to be always very important so both level both for leveling dungeons and for end game when leveling there's absolutely zero reason to blitz through a legacy dungeon skipping 50 to 75 percent of a dungeon just to zerg to the end and requeue again people who want to see and do or do all the bosses or see all parts of the dungeon regardless of role i.e tank healer dps are screwed out of such content because the four other people in the group who may not agree don't want to wait that long utterly sad if you ask me when playing alts myself i do all bosses of a given dungeon regardless of what the four other people in my party think and sadly to say i've been vote kicked for it just because i don't skip side bosses and side quests if we want to end toxicity in dungeons we should start with this mentality so the community replies and um four different points of view so the first point of view as Anastasi, a 50 human mage, she said, there is zero reason to kill every mob because some dude wants to see what's in that corner over there. <laughs> I, love, I love how they put that. Um, or they want to go out of their way to kill that optional boss that's way out of the way. 
Four people who don't want to do a thing vote kicking the guy who insists on doing the thing isn't toxic. So I can see where they're coming from with that point of view because, you know, we'll just move on and I'll tell you what I think when we're done. So Dante chimed in in their 60 Night Elf Demon Hunter. They said no reason to do some of the bosses unless the group agrees to it. As far as speeding through a dungeon, that's what makes it fun. While I don't much care for the timer in Mythic Plus, I've always tried to pull as big as possible to test the limits of my character. I won't notice killing a boss five seconds sooner, but I will notice being able to pull an extra group of trash. So Kaylin posted, as long as a player like my husband plays, you won't ever stop this. His motto is learning on your own time and don't waste mine. If I'm punished for your failures by having my time wasted. I bring up the fact that he is playing a game, so his time does not have value. He counters with having fun is the best use of his time, and these people ruin that by hindering his progression. Point being, no matter what, he has an answer for everything. <laughs> that is the typical law player. <laughs> I hope he doesn't rush along things in other areas of his life, Caitlin. <laughs> Anyways, moving on, fizzy bits. Okay, they Tedno Mage. We always know when people post on their Tedno Mage. They don't really want to voice it from their main account. <laughs> so, uh, unless you know their Tedno Mage might be their main. I don't know. All right, so they said, I can't upvote this enough. This I remember at the start of TVC, when I started playing, we used to spend 30 to 40 minutes in dead mines alone. A full clear, including patrols and making food and putting on new gear, etc. We actually knew the purpose of the dungeon. I've even role-played in live dungeons as part of a storyline separate from that of the dungeon itself. The tank would pull methodically. DPS did their part and healers were always Watch for me in an aggro. Gone are the days of simply playing to play with so many people rushing to clear since they have to log in 20 minutes. If you do not have the time to dedicate to the game, maybe a speed guild is more suited to your style and you can leave LFD or LFR to the more relaxed players who actually made the time to have a well-paced run and explore the lore. Just my two cents. So I'm going to just toss it in my two cents. I think that communication is key. I think that a lot of the time people just queue up. They don't say hi. They don't put out their intent for the dungeon. In my opinion, I always play DPS. So I tend to lean into, in order for me to even run the dungeon, there has to be a tank and a healer. All right. Because I, my queue will just stay and, you know, searching that little eye will just keep looking for someone because you know why? We're not, we're not tanks. Us DPS are not tanks and we're not healers. So we need those to lead the party. The healer keeps us alive and the tank leads the way. So if I get a tank that doesn't want to take their time, I don't force them to because I'm not the tank, you know? But this poster is saying they are the tank and they want to go and get all that stuff. So, you know, I would say communicate your intent. Say, hey, I'm the tank. I like to run my dungeon like this. Is that okay with you guys? 
If they say no, then they can leave. If they say sure, then they can stay. Or if they say, hey, do you mind if we don't maybe hit everything, but just, you know, like if it's really far away and adds like another, you know, couple minutes to the dungeon, can we skip that one? But they're they're willing to compromise. But I think the main thing is to communicate, to start that conversation. When we queue up, and we don't say, hi, hello, this is I'm new, or I like to run my dungeon like this, or whatever. We're just assuming. We're just putting our assumptions and our expectations out into the nether, never voicing them. Therefore, when people behave in their rightful way to behave, we get mad at them. And that is not, and it should not, in my opinion, be the way it goes down. You at least throw it out there. The worst they can say is, yeah, that's not what we want. And if they don't like that, then they can go, then they can be kicked. But I think it's, you know, or they can leave. But I don't, I don't see why they would just angrily kick you unless you didn't tell them that up front, right? And I think going in, going, I like to do it my way, without ever communicating that, because I didn't see that in the post. I didn't see where they said, yeah, I like to, and I tell everybody, I want to kill every single boss, boss and every single mob, and I want to go see what's in that corner. I don't. They didn't say that they say that up front. So I feel like if this is how you like to play, communicate that, right? That's what I think. So um, also, you know, when they're in that other part is if you're getting a lot of people, if the game has dungeons like Mythic Plus and stuff like that with timers, the, the company, the game developers are actually creating that timed uh, rush 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 they're molding their player base into rushing right so you're gonna run into that mindset more and more and more so you know if they're creating scenarios where players have to rush against the clock don't be surprised when people roll into your dungeon and still forget to turn that off right because sometimes it's just that you get trained into that mentality and that's just the way they are used to playing now so that is something that you might have to communicate even more so say hey guys just to let you know this is not a mythic plus this is not a time dungeon i like to run my stuff like this plus everybody will always say play with friends, play with a guild. I mean, that takes work. That takes a lot of time trying to find the right guild, trying to find someone on during a dead time in the game. It makes it hard. So at the end of the day, I think more communication and um, communicating your intent right up front will alleviate and get everybody on the same page. And if they don't want to co-sign to it, they'll either get you (laughs) or they'll leave. Well, that's that. So moving on to our wall classic side salad. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Uh, Are you telling me that you built a time machine out of a DeLorean? All right, now for some Wrath of the Lich King 
beta information that is sprinkled on your WoW Classic salad, side salad. The Wrath of Lich King Classic beta test has begun. Over the course of the test, they'll be inviting opt-in beta testers and more to check out the upcoming Classic expansion and to give them feedback. Players selected to participate in the beta test will receive an email invitation directing them to download the beta client directly from the Battle.net desktop app. As always, they want us to be aware of phishing attempts, and if we are unsure if we actually got a legitimate invitation, go into your Battle.net account to verify that there is actually a Wrath of Lich King Classic Beta license which is attached to your account, which would be under your game accounts. And if you haven't received an invite this time, do not worry. They say that they will be putting out additional invite waves that will happen as they get further into the development. So they do include um, a whole getting started uh, info in their worldofwarcraft.com blog post to let you know how to actually get started and to make sure that you are that you actually have requested to be in their betas because you actually have to request to be in. They're not just going to go, oh, and then like randomly send it out. You have to say, hey, I want betas. And then they'll be like, here you go. You know, so you do all of that from inside your account. They did put out a developer update to kind of give us a look of what's ahead. And it's in a blog post on the Warcraft um, classic blog post area. And they posted on June 22nd by Blizzard Entertainment. And in that, they discussed a few fundamental design tenets that have influenced how the business is approaching the re-release in their blog post. They are quoted saying, nurture and protect social experiences is the first pillar. One of the WoW Classic's distinguishing characteristics is the social aspect, which Blizzard hopes to maintain in both Wrath of Lich King Classic and upcoming WoW Classic releases. As a result, Wrath of Lich King Classic lacks features like the automatic group finder, which was added toward the end of the original Wrath of the Lich King lifespan. So, um, keeping the game approachable and familiar is another important component of WoW Classic for Blizzard, in addition to the social component. The familiarity and approachability that many seasoned players feel for Classic expansions can easily be destroyed by too many modifications. On the other hand, Blizzard isn't hesitant to tamper with systems that, by today's standards, may come out as complicated because they want to keep things approachable. When describing the original system Blizzard used during the Wrath of Lich King's emblem system as an example, calling it needlessly complex and perplexing. With the new system in Wrath of Lich King's Classic, players will be able to obtain two different types of emblems. One type would be from the most recent raid content, which they can use to buy the newest gear, and another type from earlier raids and dungeons, which they may be used to buy less potent gear. The final tenant Blizzard outlines is the notion that Azeroth is the focal point of WoW Classic in order to fully immerse players in the world of Warcraft. That implies the Blizzard won't be drastically altering the planet itself. Though a previously reported decision to exclude more detailed questing tracking features, a feature added late in the Wrath of Lich King that show players where to go on their map is one instance of this concept in action. Other modifications to Wrath of the Lich King um, according to Blizzard, including increasing the challenge of the Naxxramas raid and making sure that heroic dungeons remain interesting and demanding through the expansion. So prior to the release of Red Lich King Classic, Blizzard also revealed that a 50% XP increase event named Joyous Journeys will be coming 
will be coming on Burning Crusade. <laughs> Let's do that again. Blizzard also revealed that a 50% XP increase event named Joyous Journeys will be coming on Burning Crusade classic servers so this should help assist players wishing to level up new characters before the expansions release and although blizzard does not yet know the exact start or end dates for the xp boost it anticipates that the event will extend for about six to eight weeks until the release of wrath of lich king classic during the pre-patch of this game the xp bonus will first be accessible on the new Wrath of the Lich King Classic Fresh Start servers. Recently, Blizzard revealed that Dragonflight, the next expansion for World of Warcraft, would debut be before the year 2022 is through. So, I guess I just wanted to toss that in there. I just wanted to add, too, because I swear I saw today that they actually changed their mind. Um, so the original blog post that I just covered and told you guys all about, there is a part of it that they retracted and they went back on. And um, Blizzard, it, there's a whole write-up on it on GameSpot.com titled, Wow, Wrath of the Lich King Classic is getting quest tracking after all. And that came out this morning. So I just want to let you guys know that there has been an update in that. And it says, despite initially saying automatic quest tracking wouldn't be pre present in World of Warcraft Wrath of Lich King Classic, the feature is now slated to be added at some point. So they are still planning on doing it at some point. So I just wanted to let you know that in case you were not aware. And I also wanted to add that Blizzard has yet to reveal the official WoW Classic Wrath of Lich King release date, but we do have plenty of hints to go on because they have included the official launch schedule where Blizzard has listed the next steps, but it has no exact timeline other than the end of the year. So we do know in the next six months, Wrath of Lich King uh, for Classic will be released and also Dragonflight. That's what, that's what we think is going down. So I just wanted to bring you up to speed on that in case you didn't know. And the list of their upcoming um, phases that they're going to be doing up toward the release of Wrath of the Lich King launch is as follows. They're, they have listed these steps for us to follow along with. They're going to, um, in classic, have the PvE to PvP transfer restrictions removed. The next, they're going to do the Wrath Classic closed beta test, which people are already into that right now then the classic era clone service will be retired then the existing realms will be consolidated then the new fresh start realms with wrath classic pre-patch will be available and then the wrath of the lich king launch voila there we go All right, thank you for joining me for this Cozy Cottage Podcast, Episode 7, Warcraft Wontons. Episode 2, if you want to be part of the conversation, don't forget, you can reach the show at the underscore Cozy Cottage. You can email the show at Harena's Cozy Cottage at gmail.com and you can go to the website CozyCottageGaming.com and like I said, the twitch.tv forward slash Cozy underscore Harena where I will sooner or later be streaming my cozy games. So um, just letting you know that this podcast is a, um, a labor of love and it is a way for me to talk about all the things that I want 
and in little game-specific episodes, and then some, because I've added some different titles. So if you enjoy the World of Warcraft wontons, but you like to hear about other things, this is some of the stuff you can look forward to in future episodes. I will be serving MMO mashed potatoes. I will be serving Am I the A-Hole? Apple Pie, Lost Ark Lasagna, some Diablo Dumplings, Noteworthy News Nachos, some Blizzard Buffet. Like I said, the World of Warcraft wontons like this episode, Final Fantasy Fondue, Cozy Game Casserole, and Gaming Guacamole. All of those are episode specific and they will be fresh out of the Cozy Cottage oven. So I already have two more episodes to, to um, record today. So look forward to seeing different shows in your feed. And if you like the show, please review it and please share it and please participate in, uh, in letting me know what you think. Have a great day. Bye-bye. May our paths cross again. I'll always treasure our time together. Goodbye. Peace. Or not. In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> 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 <laughs>